0: Welcome to Season 1, Episode 1 of the Modeling Empowered Narratives Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jordan Flowers. I'm another co-host, Trey Mosley. I'm Jacob Hale. I'm another co-host. And we are so excited to have you along on this journey for us. Um, This has been years in the making, but I think we're all in the right mental space and in the right time in our lives to have this podcast come to fruition. So without further ado, um, our our first podcast podcast, topic of the day is the state of mental health for men and I'll start I want to start a little bit with the history um, especially with the uh, the myth of man and that is this uh, pretty much this conquering um, thing that we have as men in terms of uh, pretty much want to dominate everything and when it comes to women when it comes to uh, kind of like this macho this machismo that we have going on and uh, we got it from even far as back in in terms of biblical times with Adam and Eve um, with Eve coming from the River Adam. Everything leading up into where we are today is pretty much uh, a combination of thousands of years of pretty much the makeup of man pretty much dominating everything in this world. So what is your take on this in terms of history?
1: Well, I think a big aspect that um, a lot of people are figuring out is a lot of what it is to be a man and a lot of what we're going through A lot of it is natural, like it comes natural. Like Naturally, men sort themselves out. There's a dominant. There's what they consider would be an alpha or things of that nature. I think one of the bigger issues that you're seeing today is just how do you take what's been natural, what's been going through the course of history, and what's the application of that to today's society? And how do we use the application of that to progress in a positive way? Because nowadays, you know, a lot of what you're taught to do and what you should do as a man, it worked probably back in the old days, you know, back when there wasn't as much accessibility and more, way more survival than there is nowadays. You know, nowadays you can relax to a degree. So the bigger, the bigger idea and it's going to take a lot it's going to take a long time it's going to take a lot of cooperation to really understand this but how do we take what we are born with and what we naturally have in a society in humans in general and how do we adjust it properly with the coming of times so that as we further and further and further move on
0: right
2: and then going along with what jordan said with how like how we made and like just going all the way back from Adam and Eve and stuff like that. It's just like men genuinely have testosterone. Women don't produce that. And that testosterone leads you to thinking that you always got to be macho. It just makes you act different. It's the same way how like people, when, we just, when we're just made and what we're thinking, is always going to be us like having to be the dominant person. And that's just not even have to be a mindset. It's just because you have that built in your genetics. Like, you not even... Sometimes you do it without even trying.
0: Absolutely. It's an unconscious thing. And like you were saying, it goes back to the myth of man, is that that conquering thing, once we got onto this earth, instead of living in existing with one another in terms of women, in terms of even with animals, as far as that goes, um, we felt this innate inability to be in control of everything, to dictate everything. And I think that's what's thrown off the balance of the world in the grand scheme of things, not just this topic, but... Um, and that has led us to create great things because do I think it's great things that have come from this like conquering and machismo attitude? Yes. And Absolutely. that's, ha- and, you Absolutely. know, it leads to innovation. It leads to competition. It leads to a lot of great things.
2: Inventions. Inventions. And- like all the things that are invented. Mostly you can't even name a woman inventor. Not even trying to diss women, but like that's just like we've always had that attitude to where we got to do it. And if something's wrong, that man has to be there to fix it.
0: And I think um, as far as moving along, and, and this is going to be a different topic, but women has you know been on equal footing with us for a long time. Mm-hmm. and I think we haven't seen that, but that's a, you know a topic That's for a huge
2: topic we'll get problem into them that separates men and women all together.
0: But with saying that and, and the machismo and everything, um, I want to bring up something that's really, really um, important to me and it was something that's uh, I've heard like early on in my life, and it's this idea of man up. I don't think it should be applied in this life. Do I think it has some certain elements to it? Yes. And I think, we, you know, with us all being former athletes and everything, I think, does it have its purpose? Absolutely. You know, it, it's a certain toughness, especially with a sport that we play with football. The mental
2: toughness is huge. Mental. Football.
0: Absolutely. But I didn't know, and especially with me growing up in a uh, single parent household with all women, And so my idea of the man and the concept of man, yes, my father was in my life, but he wasn't in the household. So in terms of man, like it was kind of like I kind of had to learn that on a daily by my own, and what I was taught was more so being more true to myself than anything, but going to football practice, you know, it wasn't the same thing, right? But just in society as this man-up kind of mentality, I think it's detrimental, and I say that because we're all built the you know different i think like i said does it serve its purpose absolutely because society has you know conditions to where you know it's tough everybody's life is hard and especially for a man you know we deal with a lot and i do think it's some innate things that we have to have in us in terms of toughness and everything but that's not who we are we can possess toughness and not be tough all Mm -hmm. the time and i think in history in terms of like we we're not thinking of
2: We're not in war times anymore. If you think about in
0: BCs and everything, you had to be that all the time.
2: It's like that idea that you can't even just be a strong man and still be a vulnerable man at the same time. That's never been a thing when that's absolutely not even close to the case because there is strength and weakness. Absolutely.
1: And I would just like to say, so a lot, to make sure this is clear, a lot of the things such as man up and stuff, the meaning behind it, And kind of like what they're trying to achieve for, all of that is actually a good thing in and of itself. So manning up in terms of leadership, right? You know, in terms of mental toughness, things like that. All that stuff has shaped us in a positive way. The big overarching issue is that there's another part to it that no one's talking about. There's the man up, there's the rise to the occasion. All that's fine, but. You also have to teach men, especially, how do you process your emotions? Right. You know, you it's not always a high. It's not always an up. You know, you can man up for a short amount of time. You can man up for a long amount of time. But at some point, it's going to come down. What do you do when it comes down? How do you go through that? And football, we'll use football because it's a great example. You're always taught, you know, next play. Don't think about it. Just keep moving forward and things like that. But at some point... You need to process what's going on. At some point after the game, you start looking at film. You start thinking in your head, okay, this happened. Now why did it happen? Or what can I do? What do I need to work on? And things like that. And especially for nowadays, we're kind of stuck in the old times and where it's like, just man up. That's it. And when you start feeling down, just man up again. It's like, no, it doesn't work like that. And what it's doing and why a lot of people feel this way is – it takes the humanity out of men. Right. It makes men feel like it's like Machine. autonomous. Yeah. Autonomous, right. Like a one one switch, turn on, that's it. And then when you're done, we're just gonna turn you off and you're fine. But no, just like everything in life, everything's fluid. You have to have that conversation. You have to have that type of vulnerability. It doesn't necessarily have to be in front of people, it's or whatever works for the individual, but you have to at least Give them those options to let you know. For now, you're gonna to have to man up, and then afterwards, we're gonna to have to let you know what right. you need to do. We're gonna to have to bring it down and see what's going on and course
2: correct. Yeah, like making a plan. Like, and another thing with like the man up spiel is that people say that, but what does that truly mean? Right. What does mm-hmm. being a man truly mean? What does manning up really mean? Like the, most people, when they say man up, they say. Well, what happens when they say how? Like, how are you going to explain man, that?
0: Right. And I'll even go as far as to say um, it was a little uh, thing that I did a couple years back. And I had given to some kids. I, I spoke to some kids back um, maybe about three, four years ago. And I told them to write one adjective to describe a man. And overwhelmingly, what is, what do you think it would be? Tough. Mm-hmm. you know, tough or anything of that nature, anything strong in that real strong. Like that. And that's fine and dandy and all that because innately, like I said, our genetic buildup is that. But we cannot attach that to our mental because that's not the case. We all have the same mental makeup in terms of throughout our genders. It's just the conditioning. When we all come to, into this world, everything that we know, everything that we experience, that is our, that is our makeup because there's really no difference because you could raise... A woman to be in quote-unquote in like a a, a tough-minded person right. and you we're there are tough women so i know it, a lot of tough right yeah right, yes, right. and so i don't think it's more so a genetic thing is like yes our physical appearance may be of toughness and strong and brute force in terms of the opposite sex but everything else you know in terms of that is more conditioning and so my problem with man up like i said coming from or with being in an all-women household is that I had no definition for it, and so I attached early on that toughness and you know all that and suppression of emotion and denial and all those, you know, those things that would like you know push away to my feelings. Yeah, block I block it out. I think I practiced that a lot, and what was so crazy is that y'all see how vulnerable and emotional I've always been like this, but I've I was you know I've been able so conditioned to suppress it that. I was so, such in a bad state that I was always battling. Like, am I less of a man? Because I grew up in an all-women household, and I'm very emotional, but I got to go out here and put on a, this machismo for the world. And that killed me silently, like, all throughout high school, much through middle school. And, uh, you know, I'm getting better at it now, but it definitely was something that uh, not only did I see in myself, but, you know, friends of mine you know, that they still struggle with to this day. So um, that's pretty much my, my comment in terms of the the man up situation. Yeah, so kind
1: of give my final thoughts more on the
0: history. Um,
1: I would say institutional wise, we've made leaps and bounds over what we have. Right. I mean, again, back in the old days, you know, to keep it straightforward, they didn't really understand much of what they were doing. Right. You know, a lot of A lot of people who suffered through illnesses back in the day. I mean, some of them, as you read about some of your favorite historical figures, greatly suffered through mental illness and a lot of things going on. And it affected how they ruled, affected their lives, you know, for better or for worse. But I think nowadays, institutionalized with the accessibility, the therapy and all these other studies that are being done, like, hey, you know. Drinking water, or eating the healthy, or exercising, all that improves your mental state and things like that. Society-wise, um, it's definitely been lacking. I wouldn't say it's gotten worse, but I think with the advancements of everything around it, it becomes more prevalent that there is a real issue here. And kind of bringing it into what what's going on nowadays. So... According to statistics, one in five people are suffering through a mental illness. Right. So put that in perspective. Let's say you're in a room with five friends. One of them statistically will have some type of mental illness, which is crazy once you think about that. And what makes it so crazy is that you've been in a room with 10 people, 20 people, 30 people. Right. You would have no idea. You really wouldn't. You know, the. The idea of what a mental illness would look like versus what it really is is so much different than what you would expect. You know, the, it can be your best friend, you know, great person, laughing, having a great time, the life of the party, and he's struggling.
0: Absolutely. And he's
1: doing terrible.
0: And absolutely. And I'll even go to piggyback off that. Um, two things I want to say. One, to your point about the the struggling with mental illness is that... Um, And and y'all know my story as well. Um, One of my best friends. I mean, I'm talking about the most Mm -hmm. joyous, like, laughing guy ever. And he kind of got me in the direction of, you know, going into mental health and psychology and everything. But Mm -hmm. he was struggling with something that I had no clue about it. And he ended up committing suicide. And that tore me up. Like, I mean, it still eats at me. But for a a good portion of my life, I think it's five years since his death. Mm -hmm. So, um, it tore me up a lot because I had no clue. I had no clue. And I think that's where it clicked in my mind where, where I said earlier and we had a conversation earlier about two things that I think society lacks, right? And we'll, we'll touch base on the, set, the latter the, in, a, in a different podcast, but the first one being compassion. Compassion, I think we lack in that. And I even catch myself doing that to this day. To this day, I think I'm very, uh, I think I'm getting better at it. But um, I think I've been conditioned, just like everybody else, as a man, to um, whether it's like, man, that guy acting a little bit soft, or you know, this and the third, and not knowing, you know, what he might be going through. And I myself, like, you know, somebody might have said that, like, dang, Jordan, kind of acting a little bit down. He kind of acting a little bit, you know, like he acting like not He's like you know, You're You not know yourself
2: today, like right, you, you know,
0: and, right, and. Now, more so, I don't see it as a more of a weakness, but I see it more as a strength to to admit something that you're going through and seek out, not even if it's not external help, but internal help. And so, um, in terms of that, and then I'll I'll go back to even history, my last point about uh, the history of it, is that, like you said, times change, you have to be fluid in this because when you think about the history of, let's just take US history because we're, we're more known for that. Even back then, we could talk to our, our grandfather's era. That's the war era. We're no longer in those times, or if we are in those times with the wars, it's more so by choice than by draft and this than a third, it's not right. this, not this. So many people joining into the
2: military, like, you don't even got to worry about that. Because right. Because you never, like, you grow up, you don't even have to think about, dang, I hope I don't have to go get drafted. Dang, I don't have to hope I have to ever fire a gun. There's people, I know lots of people who've never even shot a gun, never held a gun have nothing to do with guns, and that's just something that we just built on and just kept getting, and then eventually maybe we will never have to use guns.
0: Right, and I think more so, like you said, we just got to be more fluid with it because we don't live in those times, and think about how many movements have happened in that. Feminist movement. We have the black power movement. Everything has progressed to where, like you said, everything progresses and it progresses slowly, so it might not be in our lifetime, but we're moving forward in terms of, like, we have to be more adaptable to the situation and I mean that in the literal sense of society. And so men like men as a whole won't look like men in the nineteen hundreds because it's not supposed to. Or in the eighteen hundreds. It's not supposed to because the times change. Things there's different circumstances.
2: People evolve, people get a different experiences. There's more things being discovered, more ways to help people.
0: Right. And so that leads us to the to where are we now? Where are we now? And I wanna start with Trey where do you think we are now in terms of the state of mental health for men? I know where I stand on it. I do think we are progressing. I'll give my thoughts in a few minutes, but
2: I think it's a lot of work to be done. And just how you said, I agree. I think we are progressing. I think that a lot of times now people are starting to realize that other people have mental illnesses. And you can see that in the jobs offering mental health days. You see that in schools offering five mental health days. Like it's being to the point to where people are actually recognizing that there is something wrong. And just because there's something wrong and you don't feel like a certain way or you feel down in the dumps multiple days in a row, multiple weeks in a row, that's not normal. That's something that you should speak about. That's something that you can go get help about. And even if you're too scared to go get help from someone professional, you could talk to your friends about it. Your friends should be there. Like your real friends will be the people that'll back you up while you going through, say you have really bad anxiety in big places. Or say you have to go and you have to go to work and you just have complete anxiety because you don't know anybody. Right. Or going to a new school or just like having a family member pass away and then you fall into like a depressed state and you just don't know how to cope with missing that family member. Don't know how to continue your life. Like people are actually starting to realize that those things truly affect people in ways that people never would have thought about before.
0: Absolutely. And then even be where is your mind in terms of where we are? for uh, a man in mental health today? I think...
1: I think while it is getting better and there's a lot more opportunities that are being presented, I think in the grand scheme of things or just in men in general, I think it's going to decline more before it actually does truly get better. Because like you said before, there's a lot of things that they're considering implementing and things that they're putting together and people are talking more and things like that. But like I mentioned before, we're already behind. Right. Because everything else has progressed so much further. And as everything keeps progressing so much further, if we're not accelerating our growth, then there's still going to be some sort of decline. And you can see that now. Again, just the the Everyone's, you know, promoting with going to get therapy and things like that. It's one of the easiest things. It's almost like an app on your phone. You can call, you know, get sessions. You know, you can get free sessions, insurance, things like that, right? Right. At the same time, again, one in five people are suffering through mental illness. You're talking about the drug crisis going on with opioids and things of that nature.
0: Suicide, numbers going up.
1: Suicide, men are three and a half times more likely to commit suicide. And... So we do, we're do. we starting to build some sort of structure. And again, you know, give the positives what the positives are. That is a good thing, right? But at the same time, if we really want this not to get settled, but to be better and to progress forward, we're going to have to be way more aggressive on how we approach this. So I think part of it is we're definitely going to talk. We're going to have conversations. But also, it's very interesting. I always like to think of solutions what are things what are things in the near future and what are things right now that people can do so i'll we'll just keep it simple let's just say two things right it can be something for the new future it can be something for right now but what's something that you believe that can actually benefit Things going on right now, you know, maybe helping a friend, maybe, maybe you suspect that friend might be going through something, or you just want to do your part because you feel the same way. You have some things going on, but you don't want to be a statistic, right?
0: And I think, like you, like you said, um, you bring up a great point, and I think I'll, I'll even go as to start as, like I said, we, I think we are progressing. I think we are progressing because. Um, people, especially men, and that's the topic of the day, men are being more open about what we are going through. And I think that yeah. is a time where- Everybody. At, and you, and everybody. Professional
2: athletes, you see Dak talking about it. Right. We and can, I think that's
0: one, honestly. And I think the, 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 the biggest thing, and I think the biggest step to get into a solution for a problem is admitting that there actually is a problem. That's the first step, and I think the the times of the man up and this that and the third yes it's still there and do i think it always exists yes to a certain extent just like everything in this world that's been around for a long time even if it diminishes in numbers but in terms i do think we are progressing i think people are becoming more open i think we are gaining a little more compassionate but the openness is where we start we have to start somewhere right we have to admit that There is a problem. We can't run away from it. It'll just, it'll just, like I said, if you run away from a problem, it'll just come back, and it might just come back in a different guise, you know, at some point. So, um, but I will say to our disadvantage, and what I do not like where we are today is, I think men as an overall, and I'm not saying for the the people sitting at this table or or at our, our production team or anything like that, but I think men overall. We only stress, as a, in a, in the general terms, we only stress the importance of mental health for men when it's convenient for us. And I, when I when I say that in the terms of when we're going through something, and I'll give you this example: uh, got a friend on uh Twitter. I'm not gonna name up during these podcasts or anything, but no. um, I got a friend on Twitter, and he was saying that he had a friend on Facebook that was going through a really rough time. Put out a nice paragraph like, "Man, it's been rough. I don't know what's going on in my life. Yada yada." And one of his friends, like they had a mutual friend that commented on it and said, bless up.
2: What does that provide for that man? You know what I'm saying? I think- That's more just like making him seem like you just stretching out, like reaching out to make it seem like you help him. You're not really trying to help him out.
0: And I think, and and I've posted, I don't know if y'all remember, I posted like my six tips to advice giving, And I think that you're not acknowledging how that person feels in that moment. And I feel as though, yes, encouraging words are great i think that's a great supplementary part to giving advice but at the same time if you're going through a tough time and you come to me and i'm like you're gonna make it through that don't make you feel any better no. you even if you might believe that i don't know if that will make you feel better i'm not acknowledging what you're going through and i think that's the sympathy and the empathy impact that that can have for a person and i don't like how like our are in terms of the convenience for everybody. Because I'll see people, you know, man, I'm going through a rough time, and this, that, and the third, and when they're up, it's not the same voice. And I don't need people to be as, you know, gun-ho on mental health, but I need people to understand, to carry on that empathy and that compassion and that sympathy for one another through it all. Even whether you're in a good place or a bad place, people are in bad spaces all the time, regardless if it's you or not. And so, what is your thoughts on that?
2: I think that you just got to, you have to be able to respect that. That's how someone is feeling for one, like actually acknowledging how you said, acknowledging their problem. And then two, I think that like routinely being able to check up on your guys, check up on your fam, like being able to say like, Hey, like, how are you doing? Like, how's your, how's your mental state? Like, are you okay today? Like, what is like? Is there anything that's been bothering you recently, and things like that? Because if you don't reach out to ask, nine out of ten times, people who are struggling they afraid to ask, so they're looking for someone to reach out and get lend them a hand, probably grab them off that cliff, things like that, just because they don't feel like they have the strength to pull themselves up by themselves. Because you always need somebody. Everybody needs somebody, no matter who you are, or how strong you want to be. And that's another thing that's a problem today. the society because men always think that i have to be able to do this i need to do this on my own i gotta get it out the mud i gotta grind and i i gotta do this it's me 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 where there's always someone who needs somebody you can always stretch out and somebody will be there to help you and yeah
1: the lone i call it the lone wolf syndrome but i'm sure there's probably a different term for Uh what it actually is but that's very true i mean if you're with five people five friends and You're all lone wolves. You know, you come together, you form a good pack, but at the end of the day, you're separate. And there's always that disconnect in there. Mm -hmm. So talking about what you said on Twitter about someone going through, spilling, what's going on. First of all, I've always believed that if it ever gets to that point, that's when you really need to have a deep conversation with someone. You really need to sit them down. Because I, I firmly believe once you get to that point where you're putting it on social media, you're putting everything out on there, you know, you're know you really at your wits end. And that's very sad that they really feel that way with all the people in their lives. And maybe those people are like that, but maybe they actually do care and you just never know. So in, your situa- in that situation in and of itself, I think there's two parts that really need to get hammered. And that's something everyone can do. Is that one, empathy, right? right? So, you know, maybe you can't understand it from their perspective, but you can at least acknowledge that what they're saying is really bothering them. Right. Maybe you don't even agree. Maybe, you know, you don't think it's something as serious, but acknowledging it is a very powerful thing because it's, people feel terrible when they don't feel acknowledged. That is a natural human thing when they feel invisible. And that is one of the biggest things people with depression will tell you is like, it feels like in a room, in a room full of people, I'm the only one there. So that's one big thing anyone can do is provide empathy. Second, transparency and communication. Allow that person to talk. So saying something like bless up, it's it's a conversation ender. You need to allow that person to keep going. You'll be surprised how much better people will feel If you literally just let them talk, just let them vent it out, let them go through it. And then they'll be like, you know, maybe you didn't provide any answers, but they'll at least leave and feel the relief of getting all that out of them. And that's that's powerful, you know, because most people are afraid of like, I don't have all the answers. No one does. That's the point. Right. But being right there to just be like, I don't understand what you're going through, but I feel bad that you're going through this. I'm willing to help if I can. That speaks volume to anyone, no matter what the situation is.
0: And you're absolutely right. And but now I'm gonna go play devil's advocate, and I'm just gonna go on a little spill about something, a little bit, you know, off the topic, but trauma dumping and mm-hmm. our emotional dumping. Now, in terms, I am promoting people going out and help getting help, um, especially for us men. I think it's good that we get to talk about our problems, especially for us, but do it in a healthy way. And what I mean by a healthy way is, um, I have a you know a Snapchat story called a safe space. And one thing that I've went through with friends, and I've even been the perpetrator in this situation, is trauma dumping or emotional dumping. And that's giving all like all of your problems to a person that you feel like can can burden it. For example, for me, I had a friend of mine that was going through. She was going through some rough times, and like every time we talked, it seemed like. It was just terrible no no matter what and you know how empathetic i am i try to be so empathetic
2: always there
0: right so and and, innately that's you know i love that and that's fine i would never change that about myself but every time i would come home regardless of the situation whether i had a good day or a bad day i knew i was in store for hearing something negative at the end of the day and trauma dumping in itself is just dumping your emotions to somebody and the feeling that they they can take it and i'll feel relief but when you do trauma dumping, you don't understand what mental space that they are in, right? right? So I could be in a bad mental state, or even if I'm in a good mental state. But if I'm in a bad mental state, say I had a bad day and Trey coming to me with all his problems. Like, now that I'm empathetic, I got to deal with
2: even worse. worse,
0: right? And so I think it's important to educate ourselves in healthy venting. And understanding that every friend of yours is not, you know, a therapist or any that, think that, like, you know, Sometimes you have to go out and get either the right set of friends for that and or you need to go seek uh, professional help because at the end of the day, your friends have lives as well. And I know I used to put my emotions off on a lot of my friends, but at the end of the day, we are dealing with things, right? And it's okay if we in good mental space. Okay, can I come to you without this? But I'm going to ask you beforehand, are you in a good space? Or can are you, you give me some, some advice? advice? Like, you know, and I think we don't do it—I sh- I don't think we should do it in an unsolicited way. I think we should explicitly ask where we are with the, within our lives before we give off our problems. And then I think, to even take it further, is that we can't be so reliant on one another. Because at the end of the day, I might feel better that I'm dumping this off on Hale, for example. But at the end of the day, Hale can never feel what I feel. He could— understand and empathize or sympathize, I will truly never know how he feels or how I feel. So I yeah. have to take the steps to internally get to that point, whether that's seeking professional help, whether that's, you know, self-love or doing the step things, you know, doing the, the, the simple things to where I get to a place where I'm able to process my emotions in a healthy manner where I'm not always reaching out with, with any misconven- or uh, inconvenience in my life. So I think that's where we are. In, in the state, but I, like I said, I do think we are progressing, but I do agree with your point. I do think that I could see some decline. I can, I can understand why you think that. Um, so that leads me into how do we progress forward? Like where do we move along? What are some possible solutions? Because I do I can see a decline. Do I see some progression? Can two things coexist at the same time? Yes, I think we could progress in this area and decline in this area and it can all be on men's mental health. And I agree with you on that. So my question to, to you, hell is where do you see us going moving forward? Okay. Well, for this,
1: let's break some stuff down first, all right? I, I believe that there's two different types of depression. There's situational depression because whether, you know, one thing that people need to understand is that depression, anxiety, things of that nature, are completely natural. Right. Every person is going to experience that to a degree. But what makes it unnatural is if it's prolonged. Right. That's what makes it unnatural. But there's naturally going to be ups and downs in your life. You know, there's not. You're naturally going to have those feelings. You know, you're studying for a test. You're nervous. You get anxious, anxiety, things like that. Like that's all natural. The difference is, is what are you doing? So. Okay, here's what I'll say. So we explained that, right? Mm-hmm. So there's one type of depression, right, where it's post trauma and right. things going wrong. Situation. And I would say when there's things like that, when it's prolonged in that degree, I think that's when you're pushing for therapy and professional help and things like that, right? right? There's another edge of depression where. The depression is situational. And what I mean by that is that you're depressed because bills are tight. The
0: depressive you know, episodes. Right.
1: What we would call them You know, You're having a problem because you got in a real bad argument with a friend or things like that. The natural forms of life that is causing your depression, right? So how do we get better? How do we progress? First of all, you have to identify which one it is. So if it's prolonged, that's when you lean more for professional help. When it's situational and things going on, that's when you lean more into solutions and things like that. And for the most part, people have to be willing to do the work. Right. Right? There's only so much a friend could be responsible of handling. Right? You should talk to your friend. You should communicate what's going on. Right? But that's only a temporary solution. At some point, either you have to fix the situation that's in your life or if it's something that's out of your control or some type of post-trauma in that regard... Then you have to go get the help, right? So now that we separated that, the real aspect, and more to my point of why I think it will get worse, is that I'll be honest, we're living in the best time in history, you know, with everything going on, with technology, transportation, everything like that. We're also living in the most peaceful time in history. We're also living in the most plentiful time in history. Food is everywhere. You know, there's nothing but growth and things like that, right? Right. You can't expect that to last forever. Even right now, there's going to be some type of economic crash. There's going to be some type of shortage. shortage. There's going to be some shortage, you know, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a big issue is, is that a lot of people nowadays, they're having depression. They're having situational depression. And it's only going to get worse once things like this actually happen. And economic collapse, is only going to be more disparity. The number is only going to jump. There's only going to be more suicides, unfortunately. So I think a big solution is if you distinguish the two and you figure it out, you know what? And this takes critical thinking. This takes a lot of work. This takes time. Once you figure out, like, you know what? I'm depressed because I'm not making enough money. And what I'm spending on it's making me go into debt, right? That's something blatantly, straight, right there. You can start setting up goals, you can start getting better at and things like that. Until people start having these conversations and looking through and figuring out, okay, do I need help or do I need to start changing my life, doing activities, setting plans and things like that. Until people start doing that, once the real famine, wars, things like that comes, these numbers are going to be astronomical,
0: right? Right, and I'm glad you brought up the point of situational depressive episodes because I actually went through. Um, I didn't understand what it was, and obviously, being a psychology student, I know what depression is and you know the characteristics and everything for the diagnosis through the DSM. But in terms of having depressive episodes, like. Um, I actually had one a few months ago. A few months ago and I was telling Trey about this yeah. a while ago and and it was very situational. Like I'm very upbeat and I'm I've worked so much on self love and I'm very like progressive and everything, optimistic. But in school time, like, you know, schools are a little bit rough because we all have a vision of for how we should be doing and the pressures that are having especially with being athletes,
2: bro. Being on the football, football team. Too.
0: Right. And it, and it and it's magnified at that point. So um, maybe a couple months ago, I had, um, and this will build into the compassion, I had text one of my coaches, my receiver coach, and I was telling him, like, look, like, right now, I'm not in a good mental space to come out here. I'm not, and it was very taxing, um, and it wasn't just mm-hmm. football, it's just very, everything in my life, I was getting ready, just the last semester of school, I'm getting ready to apply for graduate school, and this, that, and that. I had so much pressure that I, you know, put on myself, because, you know, that's, that's in my nature, but... At the end of the day, like I was there and I wasn't myself, and I knew that it was just an episode. I know what I am outside of school and right,
2: that and outside
0: of football. Outside of football, but and I was in a great situation where I'm around great people in terms of coaches that are very understanding. in That, but that's not always the case. That's not always the case. I got lucky and fortunate when it come to that, but situational depression and, and depressive episodes, they 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 are very common. And I know you had talked to me about one that you had. And I think that we need to make sure that people that are going through that, we are supportive of that, and, you know, and we help them in terms of them offering the support that they need, but in terms also helping them work within themselves as well. Right. Because
2: being to have self-talk and self-love and having to have those hard conversations with yourselves. Like I always say, the man in the mirror." right. Just being able to literally look yourself in the mirror and say, "Am I okay right now?" Like, can I, is there something that I need to be doing to help myself? Am I really, like, enjoying what I do? Like, are there, are there things that I need to change to make myself have a better life, to make myself, make my days better, make my weeks better, not everything running together and you're just sitting here being miserable, just going through the motions?
0: Right. And it's, it's more so just getting into a, ru- a routine for me. Like, routine works for me. Um, everything, I, I can, I love my boring life. Uh, I do everything. It's like work, go work out, you know, and then, but you get to choose where you give your energy and instead of having to, you know, in terms of work, we have to do that to make a living. It's certain things that we have to do to, to be able to live. And I understand that, but, and, but controlling the controllables, you know, what, what we can't control and how we give out our energy. And, and a lot of that energy, if you want to like, especially if we want, if we're battling depressive episodes just as much as that I want a six pack of abs, I gotta give that same devotion that I would give in the gym to self growth. It's just people can't see that because it's not tangible. And that goes into the thing of, well, why would I work as hard if nobody can see it? That's something that you have internally. And I do, yes, I value that, but as a vast majority, I don't think we value that because it's not something we can show off. It's not like I can go out and have a $100,000 job and buy a $60,000 car. You right? I could show that off. Right. But how do you show off that I'm working through a depressive episode on alone and I'm practicing great self love? And I think it's that bragging, that you know, that, that feeling that we need to one up on somebody.
2: That macho, like right. I can do this, like right. look what I did, like
0: But that same energy that you put into anything that you want that's tangible in life, you have to put into the intangibles. Because at the end of the day, that's something that you that cannot be taken away from you. A car can be repoed, a job can be, you can be let go, released, or anything like that. But I think because it's not a tangible thing that people could see, I think we lack in putting that same energy that we put and into other things, making it and good making it
1: right. And all this really comes down to control. Is that at the end of the day, you need to have control of your own life, and you need to have the ability to, when things aren't in, aren't going well, that you have the ability to do something about it, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't have a lot of control in their lives for a lot of reasons, right? You know, financial, you know, mental things like that. And that's where it really gets important is that the self-love and all that, the self-respect, getting through depression episodes, you know, actually fighting your past dramas and getting that worked out that gives you control. And why the future looks bleak in my eyes is because the lack of control so many people have while everything is good. Once everything gets bad or if something were to go bad, if one thing goes bad, then it's a it's a drop off right. pretty much because people weren't already in control, so they're going to be at the mercy of whatever unfortunate event could happen. And that's why this is so important, is that the more, the sooner you do it, the more you, the sooner you start that process, that's going to reap so much benefits in the future. And unfortunately, a lot of people are going to think to start when it's already too late. And what Mm -hmm. I mean by that is, it's like kind of what happened with COVID, you know, is that no one thinks to stock up on groceries until you see that the grocery stores are empty. Right, right. Not to say it's their fault, but it's an an example. You know, people want to live paycheck to paycheck until expense comes in that they didn't think about. Then they're in the hole. Things like that. So that's that's probably one of the most important things is that you need to fight to keep the control in your life on your terms.
0: Right, and so so, just to you know to to piggyback off what you said but to, to transition so let's let's just talk about what is a solution or a few solutions to avoid that to avoid what we see that could be coming in terms of the decline that we could see coming and i'll go ahead and start is um You know, we like you said, we have so many apps, we have so many things in terms of insurance and this, and the third. And do I, as being an aspiring psychologist, do I understand that it is still really, really hard for, you know, the average person to get access to therapy, right? So um, I understand that, but at the end of the day, I believe that we have to be more open to seeking it out and to making it more accessible. And I know that's hard for the average human being to do because it comes from the top down. But um, what what a solution that I see for us is having more groups, and I'm not talking about in terms of you know just a podcast or anything like that, but just having groups of friends where we reach out to other groups of friends. If and I'm talking about for the average person that can't reach out to therapy or doesn't, I know a lot of people that don't like therapy because, for the the example of well, what does this person, especially for a black man, what does this person know about what I've been through? How are they going to how tell me how to make right. my life
2: better when they don't live it?
0: And my rebuttal is, I can understand that because I, I get that and I have that same my, my, that same mindset, but devil's advocate is we have to be more open to a different vision as well because they're offering something that even though they can't relate to it, we also can't relate to something that they're giving us. And if we're more open-minded about it, it could be applicable, or applicable in our lives today. So, I mean... I feel like the solution is to have those sets of people where we checking up on one another and I know we can all say, let's be more accessible in terms of therapy or seeking out mental health counseling. And I'm promoting that. I think that is a real, real solution. But for the average person that can't, for that college student that can't, for the person that can't afford it, that is, I think, the starting point. And I think it starts with, like you said, the transparency, the vulnerability, the compassion, all those elements have to be there. And then we could branch out and then one, and then that's how it spreads. That's how it spreads. And I know it sounds very cliche to say that, but I think that clicheness that's what it is. It has to be that in terms of
2: widespread, you know, self growth and self love for especially for the man. Really. Um so one thing. Piggyback, piggybacking off of what you were gonna say, is that another thing we gotta do is just break the stigmas. Break stigmas about how it's not okay for a man to be upset. It's not okay for a man to be down in the dumps and not being able to support their family. It's not okay for you to be a man and going out and your friends don't know that you're down or you're not up you're not telling them how you feel and like expressing your feelings. I think that's where we gotta start with with making it understood that it's okay to feel some type of way right It's okay to not have a good day. It's okay to not be able to just. Function at some point just because you have so many things going on, that you that you mentally will just be going through the motions, and I think by breaking the stigmas, then we'll finally be able to build up and like do the things that like you're saying, being able to separate what type of depression that you have or what type of mental state that you're in, whether it's you just being in disagreement and arguments or like real world things that you can't control attacking you in your life, making your life extremely hard. So, so how do you say? How
0: can we break stigmas? What do you think is some things that we can do? I know I'll put you on the spot here, but what do you what are some things that even if it's simple that we could do in terms of breaking stigmas?
2: I think the probably simplest way to break a stigma is just men as a whole just start expressing your feelings and not being ashamed of what someone else has to say. Like right. you're seeing nowadays a lot of athletes are doing it like go back to Dak Prescott for example. He he went on ESPN and told everybody that he was having depressive Kevin episodes. Love, yeah. Kevin Love was another person like you just have to not I know it's hard but you have to not be afraid to say something. And and I'm going go, I'm I'm going to transition to you but
0: I'm glad that you brought up the word stigma is because when we bring up the stigmas or gender roles or stereotypes anything all of these things that even if they're and most of them are negative and they're all general and they come from some type of truth because they all stem from some type of truth when it comes to stigmas i know everybody would believe okay well this is the way it is it is what it is because that's how it's been well stigmas stereotypes gender roles where do they all originate from man so if we could create them we could be the same force to destruct them regardless of if It's in 100 years or 1,000 years, regardless of if we get to see it or not, we have to get the ball rolling. And I think it's selfish because, okay, we are supposed to innately leave this world in a better place for future generations to enjoy, right? Right. So just because we might not be able to enjoy what our kids or our grandkids are able to enjoy, that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. And that's that's the selfishness that I'm saying is that that we have to get rid of is because, yes, I understand that I might not see what I want to see in my lifetime for us men in general, but in terms of mental health, but if I get the ball rolling for my my kid or my my nephew or my grandchild, that is the stigmas. And I think we can start slowly chipping away and destructing that because just as much as it's gonna take time to destruct it was the same amount of time that it had its ascension. And that's that's what it has to be. And we have to focus on getting rid of them, chipping away by year by year. And I think if we move forward like that, We'll be fine.
1: Yeah, um, I think another stigma, and I think this is definitely it's definitely prevalent in men's health and men in general. But you can make this argument for a lot of things. I think one big thing as a society right now that we have that we need to get rid of is the idea of all or nothing. Right, Great, it's that, in that gray area. Right, yeah. there, there's always a gray. There's rare. It's very rare. Very rare that there's something that really is an all or nothing. Right. You know, but we have this idea where it's like, if you're not this way all the time, then you're the opposite. You're nothing. Right. And it never works like that. It never should work like that. And that's part of the when I'm what we get at and what we're showing is that the man up thing, all the qualities of manning up and what that means. Those are positives. Those are good things. Those are things that are natural for you to want to strive for as a man and as you're building up and things like that. But they never talk about the other side, and that's the big dilemma is that, well, if I'm not always like this, then I'm automatically nothing. No. If you're like that for weeks and months, years, and then one day there's a mishap, that doesn't discredit everything you've done to get to that point, right? Mm. Right. And because we have that mindset, that's what makes it so hard for people to even start to begin with. So if someone has the goal, I want a brand new job, right? Right. Well, the path is you got to start with education. You got to start with all this stuff, right? Right. One small thing happens, and a lot of people are putting the mindset, well, it's all over. Or, There's a bump in the road. You know, Maybe you can't afford the education now. It's a marathon.
0: Right? right? It's not a sprint. It's right. not a sprint, and, right? And I'll even go to say as far as not just a marathon, it's the active marathon. Right, and I mean, an active marathon in terms of we actually have to do the work. And um, as we give our final thoughts on this, um, I, I'm glad that you, you brought that up. is because we are moving forward and I, I think that we are in a good space. Like I said, we have so many resources available to us in terms of mental health for men and and whether that's reaching out to therapy or whether that's you know jobs i know jobs offer free therapy sessions are starting to or mental health days in school Mm -hmm. like things are rolling like i'm seeing so much growth in us but at the same time we could we hold the keys to our own demise as well and i think we like you said is that that polarization and i think as a society i think it's a this is a topic for another day but when you live in a capitalist society we all you know and I'm not gonna be no Marxist or anything right. or anything like but what it, it it stems to where we have so much growth because competition leads to great innovation, but at the end of the day it also lead you don't see the darker side of that. You see the greatness of it but it's not so black and white. Everything isn't so black and white. Two things can't coexist. Everything is not mutually exclusive. Like, for example, when it comes to self growth, um, Like, you could be a good person and have bad qualities. Those both can coexist. And as a man, you can be tough on the football field and be very emotional off the football field, like I found myself. And those two can totally coexist. And if we make that – it shouldn't even be – I wouldn't even say make it acceptable because it should be. And it's it's true, and it is. It is. But we need to cement it to where it's the point where – we don't have to question that. Right. Whether, if Trey is going through something, you're not less of a man. If you're going through something, you're not less of a man. We don't need to associate the characteristics of what we call manning man and up to who we are in our nature. Because at the end of the day, we all three different individuals. Three right. individuals, you know, with different experience because we all have our own makeup. But at the same time, there are certain qualities that we do possess together, but it doesn't apply to our lives the same. Right. It doesn't. How I view, man, up won't be the same as you. Won't be the same as you, and we might not apply it the same. But at the same time, in a general sense, it doesn't make any one of us less than a you know less a than one, a human being or less than a man. Um, any final thoughts from Trey? I'll start with you.
2: Like, like you said, man, it just comes down to the point to where you. It's not that you are less of a man if you're talking about your feelings and you're expressing how you feel. And you're noticing things different, and things changing in your lives, and in the way you view things. Right. And it's okay to not be okay. That's a big thing. I mean you talk about all the time at right. school. Right. It's okay to not be okay.
1: Right. I would say my final thoughts is, you know, if you're struggling, or if there's something going on, or if there's maybe you suspect that from someone, or things like that, take the initiative. You know, if you feel like your life can be better, you feel like someone else's life can be better, you know, start the dialogue, start the conversation. It doesn't have to be, you know, always come in good faith. You're not bashing anyone. You're not doing anything wrong. Start it off. Maybe go to a father figure, a mentor, a parent, and just be like, hey, you know, I've been feeling down lately. You know, what do you do when you're stressed out? What do you do when you feel overwhelmed? You know, where are some things that I can do to help myself out. And I think when people start that conversation, there's going to be so much more common ground and then more people are going to be like, oh, I never knew you were going through that. I was going through that too. This is what I did. Things like that. And you can start the healing. And that's, I would say, yeah, that would be my point. It's just start it now. Start the conversation. Take the initiative. You know, make it span beyond what... We're talking about in the podcast, you know, you may have your own thoughts. You may have your own feelings.
0: Just talk about it. Just communicate. Right, right. Well, this was a great episode, great first episode, great pilot episode. And we thank you for tuning in for, to the Modeling Empower Narratives podcast.
2: Thank you. Yep. Peace.